0: Welcome everyone to the One More Game podcast. I'm one of your co hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darce. And with me, as always, is Texas' most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man?
1: Good. Uh nothing much going on. Another day
0: of working. Um
1: I don't know. But I've been good. What about you?
0: Uh I've been all right. Uh just kind of been battling what feels like allergies. And then of course uh for myself, like I I always have this every year. I don't know what, why, but basically when the temperature changes, I get sick and it went from being like seventies here to dropping to like in the forties and fifties. Um, That's it. yeah, it's been, it's been going on for like the last couple of days. And like, of course, as the day goes on, it gets back up into the seventies, but overnight it's been dropping. Like today it was 42 degrees outside. Uh, When I woke up this morning and so I'm kind of not feeling the best off of it and it just is it happens every year and so I kind of try to fight through it I don't know why it does it but it hits me and uh, right now it's hitting me but other than that we're doing okay and. Yeah, I'm excited to do the podcast. I know that we always set this up as if we recorded this on Friday morning, but I'm sure all you listeners know that we don't get up at, like, 4 a.m. to record the podcast. Uh, So we're recording this right after Nintendo Direct just had their Direct. Yeah, exactly. Um, So anyways, we just watched the Nintendo Direct at 4 a.m. in the morning to record (laughs) this. Um, You know, we're going to get into it, but just I want out of 1 out of 10 before we get into the actual discussion cuz we're going to do our whole introductions just to give our listeners a tease 1 through 10 what you put in Nintendo direct
1: I don't know man not a lot in there for me so I'm going to give it a 5
0: damn all right I I'm giving it like a 7 I will say, okay. and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it here in a little bit, but of course that's coming up here on the one more game podcast. And we want to thank you guys for tuning into the one more game podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed on all the video game news happening all around the world, whether it is PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo in this one, which is kind of the the lead horse on this one. Uh, we're going to tell you about it. If we think you need to know about it. When you guys are listening to this on your respective podcast services, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what it is for that podcast. And if your podcast service allows you to leave reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell people why you love the One More Game podcast, because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday at about 7 o'clock Central Time in the morning. I, I think it comes out at 7 o'clock every t- on all the platforms, but I'm not for sure on that. But we really, again, enjoy bringing this to you. As you guys are may know, if you're returning, we always start all these podcasts off talking about what we've been playing lately. So, Isaac, besides Destiny 2, what have you been playing lately?
1: <laughs> honestly, I didn't play much of Destiny this weekend.
0: Wow. I, <laughs> I didn't play much of anything,
1: honestly. A lot of TV watching this week. Oh. But I did play a little bit more Death Loop um now i saw you know the whole cycle like the day cycle and how in each area depending on what time time of day it is um it, different things can be going on so that's really cool i got a couple of new um what are they called slabs you know they're your little mm-hmm. powers um so that's really cool and it it, it has a it's almost it's a it, it's funny seeing a lot of games being roguelikes now right like mm-hmm. haiti with the explosion of like haiti and I don't know what game started it. Maybe it was Rogue Legacy or something. I don't know what, what started it, but uh, a lot of roguelike games coming out lately. But it, it has a system where like you if if you go th- if you die or you go through a whole cycle, you lose pretty much your entire loadout, except there is something you can there is a currency you can spend to keep it mm-hmm. um, for the next cycle. So that's really cool. Um it is the first couple hours are very hand holdy just because of how unique the game is. The game is trying to teach okay, these are all the systems. You this is how you do this, this is how you do that. So it's very hand for a, I don't know, about two hours I would say, depending on how fast you play. Um, but now just recently, now the game's like, All right, you go do whatever you want. Pick whatever map you want, go do whatever you want. Um, because previously it was like, All right, pick this map and we're gonna go do this, and then we're gonna go do that. Um, but now it's it's really opening up. So I'm I'm excited to play more. Like I said, hopefully I don't watch too much T V <laughs> this week, like last week. Um but, yeah, that, yeah, that's about it. That's all about uh, everything I played this week.
0: Just out of curiosity, what show have you been watching? Uh, Vikings. Vikings. I, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Never never watched it. I'm not a show watcher, as you already know. So uh just was curious in that regard. Uh, I do have to have you say it on the podcast because, you know, last time you talked about, you know, you're a pro <laughs> gamer. You didn't die in the tutorial. Uh, have you died yet?
1: I died. <laughs> I died literally. The, I think that day, cause I played that day we recorded and I, I, I died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love you. I love you. retirement. like, oh, bro gamer. I don't, it didn't die. The tutorial. And it was like that night you texted me and you're like, I died. <laughs> I just thought I was great. So I had to have you, I had to get it out here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, For myself, I, I uh, went out of town this past weekend, as you know, It was uh, my my wife's grandpa's ninety third birthday, so we went back to to see him and celebrate. Yeah, and he was obviously very excited to see us for his birthday, and he was his you know lovable self. So I uh, I always enjoy going to go see Gong Gong, Uh, but I didn't get to play like a lot of things at that time. Like of course I brought my Switch, but I just notoriously, especially being a short trip, I never really played uh it much but i did play a little bit of star ocean more while i was out there i also came back and i've been playing a little bit of yakuza like a dragon a little bit more as you know but i didn't tell you this at all through the week because i wanted to surprise you a little bit on here i finally started god of war and started playing that i saw you on
1: it today earlier today Um,
0: oh yeah you did okay yeah so uh so yeah i uh, i finally started god of war i am a few hours in now i think like i'm i think i'm like four hours in i'm not terribly far in um but i do have to say this so far and maybe it's just because of like where i'm at so far it's okay like that's how i I I, I'm not it's not gripping me the way it's not gripping me the way that I was hoping or that everyone's kind of talked about the game I I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it but I'm not I guess in that oh my god I gotta go back and play more or like I really want to keep going type of attitude right now it's more so I'm playing it to be like all right where where is this this point that catches me and there's a lot of cool things aspects to the game
1: If you're four hours in and that first fight didn't catch you, I don't think it's going to hook you up, like the way everybody talks about it.
0: Okay. Then that's kind of disappointing. I thought the first fight was cool. Let me say it that way. I thought it was cool, and I liked, I liked, I guess, how it unfolded. But it was just one of those things of, I guess, when the fight ended and it was all said and done, I was just like, all right, that was cool. I can't, like, I'll, I I wonder what's next. Like, I guess that's my viewpoint instead of being like, oh, my God, that was sick, you know, type of thing. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that as I keep playing, it'll get that way. And I know that as more of the story gets revealed because, you know, this isn't a spoiler, but basically how the game unfolds is it almost like you're picking up in the middle of the story and there's little hints between like character dialogues that there's more than meets the eye and you know isaac you've played it so maybe you can kind of like you know justify if i'm explaining that right or not like as those little hints are going on i'm kind of like of course intrigued like i wonder what that is because i am a story guy so like i i want to know more of those things but i just my biggest gripe is for me is I hate the camera angle of the, of the game. <laughs> I feel okay. it is too close to Kratos's back, and it just drives me nuts. And I wish it was a little bit more backed off as a third person than where it is, and that drives okay. me nuts.
1: I don't know if there's a camera. I never looked one to see if there's one. But I got a couple questions. Did you play the other, the previous God of War games? No. Okay. And I played the. How much I guess know? I should
0: say I played the first one i never i borrowed that from a friend but i never played the other ones because i never owned them
1: and second how much do you know of norse mythology
0: minor (laughs) (laughs) minor very like i know a little bit very little though okay okay um
1: okay so since you said you are story guy yeah i think okay so it might hook you still then because i think the story is the best part of this game okay to me it sounds like the gameplay is not going to hook you um especially because of the camera angle so that might you might kind of just i mean that, that's kind of a complaint i've had about their per third i mean um yeah third person sony games they kind of all feel the same <laughs> but that's a different that's a different discussion mm-hmm. um I don't think the gameplay is gonna hook you, but if if like you said, you're a story guy, I think the story still can potentially hook you. And you said it it, it feels like in the middle of a story. The game is a prequel slash reboot, so it doesn't mm-hmm. completely ignore the past um, God of War games, but it's also services as a as a reboot of the entire series. Okay. Um. So it, yeah, you, you, he does have a past. There is a couple moments in the game that refer to to his past um it well you'll understand that moment since you at least played one and if you're just i didn't play any of the god of war games and i was kind of aware of of just kratos in general Mm -hmm. and even i i was like i appreciated those moments um obviously if you're a bigger fan of those games there's i'd imagine there's um you know like easter eggs or something throughout the game but um i think like i said i think the story still has potential to hook you
0: Yeah, like I said, the reason I kind of described it as like you like start in the middle is just because of some of those like dialogue that it said to Kratos that you're like, okay, obviously there's this like backstory that I am not aware of yet. And I'm sure that at some point it's going to come out just based off of how they're talking about it. That they're kind of like hush-hush at the moment. And I'm sure it's – you know, it's one of those things where it's going to come to a head. And, like, whether Kratos wants it to come out or not, it's going to come out. Uh, That's how I feel at least setting it up right now. But, yeah, I just – You will
1: understand it. You will understand. I just – If it's the main story, if it's part of the main story, you will understand what they're talking
0: about. Yeah, I just – I just, like, I guess my whole – my whole thing, though, right now is I am slightly disappointed just because everyone's talked about it. Even yourself talked about it. I was kind of, like, ready when I loaded it up to get in. And I will admit, when it first had the opening uh, title screen, and the, uh, I'm going to just explain it because it's literally the beginning. When you have the opening title screen and there's Kratos right there and you're seeing the handprint on the uh, the trunk, I was like, man, this looks pretty like this is a really pretty like game like looks great graphically and so i was like yeah i'm ready for this and then it's just like as it kind of kept unfolding i'm like all right <laughs> like yeah
1: i guess that if, i'm like this is all right <laughs> if 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 this game doesn't become one of your favorite games of all time i'm putting in my two weeks just saying
0: Oh, I'm I'm supposed to tell you already. Uh, you you <laughs> likely are getting kicked from the podcast anyway. So I mean, it, it just it's I guess it's perfect, timing, perfect timing. Perfect <laughs> timing. Anyway, Actually,
1: uh, all right. One more question. One more okay. question. Have they optimized it for PS5 yet?
0: Yeah. Well, they have the the uh the 60 frames per second patch. That was after right. days gone. Uh, God of War was the second one to reach it, re- right. Receive it. Okay. Yeah. All so. Right. Yeah. So like I again i'm enjoying it it's just right now i guess i'm like i'm not head over heels for it is the way that i would i would describe it and again maybe it'll maybe it'll come uh, a little bit further uh i do have one question before we go into the actual discussions though did you adjust the controls at all like when it comes to like swinging your axe and things like that i did not i know so you left it you left it as all the triggers
1: Yes, but I know some people that switched it because they were used to the old God of War games, and apparently that was, like, square and triangle or something.
0: Yeah, I I switched it because that's, I mean, not just old God of War, but typical, like, you know, action RPGs They use square and triangle. So I just felt that it would be, like, comfortable, but it's really weird. My brain keeps doing this thing, even though I didn't play a second with it as the triggers my brain does this random thing at times where it switches back to wanting to use the triggers for some reason and i don't know if i should just switch back to the triggers again i didn't play a second with the triggers but my brain for some reason in this game feels like i naturally should be using the triggers and maybe it's because of some of the like like of the throwing of the axe makes me think gunplay (laughs) and so like my yeah, when yeah I, maybe, obviously I when know. it goes to guns, I think the triggers, but yeah, I'm like sometimes I'll be in the middle of the fight and I'll be trying to like do basically like for instance like I'll try to pull my um, like I'll try to aim and for some reason like I'll pull out the shield and then, like, sometimes I'm just, like, throwing the axe and then I'm not recalling it because I keep clicking the shield button for some reason. And my brain's like, this should be the button to, re- to return the axe back. But it's not. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways, all right, we've been going on a lot. Uh, we could definitely talk about God of War a little bit more Uh after the podcast and it's coming up a little bit later because on our gaming catalog we have of course Nintendo Direct recapping what was all announced we do have an update of what's going on with God of War Ragnarok and as you said the uh the Norse arc as well as Halo devs are explaining a little bit more on the multiplayer progression and if we get to it uh talking about what Apple is planning to do with Fortnite For the time being. But that is all coming up. On the One More Game Podcast. And we're going to get started right away. With the Nintendo Direct Recap. Now I'm... Uh, just kind of refreshing this we're going to IGN Um, Adam Bankers wrote this article kind of just recapping essentially what went through there so I'm using this to kind of refresh my memory as we're talking however uh, the one gripe I do have and I want to apologize to Adam for saying this and I understand it as a news uh, source why you do it this way but it is not in order of what what was revealed it w- It's in order of just how important they think readers will like it. So, I'm going to just kind of go through the lineup. But this is, again, not the order that actually happens. So, 40 minutes of the Nintendo Direct just wrapped up not too long ago. And we got quite a bit of announcements. And I will say, like, some of it I do think is good news. Again, I gave it, like I said, like a 7 uh, off of this. But as you said, Isaac, for some people... It's going to be lower because some of these games may not be of your interest. So we'll get started right away. Kirby has a new game coming out called Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, and it is coming out in spring 2022. It's going to be a 3D adventure, of course, taking place on this Forgotten Land. It looked pretty cool. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online is getting a new uh, membership service, and it is called Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Terrible name, but I'm, <laughs> that's what they're calling it. Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack, and it's going to include N64 and Sega Genesis games, which is pretty cool and it's also going to be releasing uh controllers for nintendo switch online members where you can pre-order a nintendo 64 controller as well as a Sega genesis controller for the switch that can be played remotely Uh, we finally got some bayonetta 3 gameplay a new trailer as well and of course a release window of 2022 uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that here in a, in a bit, but I will just, spoiler alert, thought it was awesome. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is getting an expansion, a paid expansion, coming in summer 2022 called Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, and it was just a teaser trailer, nothing really off of that. Uh, we did get an early tease to the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's final DLC fighter will get revealed, and it's going to be on October 5th, and which will be the final um, Sakurai Presents uh Uh, Showcase for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and then there's going to be no more DLC characters after that. Animal Crossing is going to get its own direct in October, and we do already know that there is new content coming in November. Um, and let's see real quick, they're saying, uh, basically, Brewster and the Roost will be coming in the game. It looked like I did think that in that November update it's coming, but. Uh, That's according to IGN again. uh, Mario Party Superstars gameplay was shown off and some new maps that are going to be there. That game is launching on October 29th. And again, that is online play. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto... Announce the cast and release date of the Super Mario Bros. uh, animated movie, which is going to be December 21st, 2021. Um, We will talk about the voice cast that was shown off, but again, spoiler alert, I hate it. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, not the remake that was just announced at PlayStation, but the actual old Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, is coming to Nintendo Switch on November 11th. Castlevania Advance Collection is going to bring four games to the switch and it releases today uh in the physical rever uh physical release i think I thought it said something about maybe it's coming out a little bit later. Maybe that was a different announcement. Uh, Yoko Taro's card RPG Voice of Cards. It's going to be coming to Switch in October. It's releasing on October 28th. Uh, it's called Voice uh, Voice of Cards The Isle Dragon Roars. Uh, Mario Golf is getting a free update with some new characters, Koopa Troopa and Ninji, and new courses and that's coming out later today. Disco Elysium, the final cut, is coming to Switch and that is coming up on October 12th. Uh, we Finally got another trailer for Hyrule Warriors uh, Calamity expansion that is coming out on October 29th. There is even more news and they IGN has not been able to catch up on all of it, so I... Uh, apologize, I don't remember all of them. I do know uh, off the top of my head there was also the Act Razor Renaissance, which is a remake of the Super Nintendo classic. That's coming out later today, and I think that one also has a physical version that is coming out uh, in the near future. Um, we also had got some Splatoon 3 uh showings as well as the story mode which is going to be, ca- ta- be called excuse me return of mammalian the mammalians i mean and it's basically the return of the mammals um i'm trying to kind of quickly go through this because there was a lot that was shown there uh D- delta rune chapter 2 is coming out and it is a free update for delta rune chapter 1 and it's coming to the switch today shadow run trilogy collection is coming out in 2022 chocobo grand prix or Chocobo GP is coming to Switch, and that's a Switch exclusive that is coming out next year. Uh, project Triangle Strategy gets the fine-tuned version, as I uh, quickly mentioned. That is coming out March 4th, and they actually are dropping the project part of the name. It sounds like it is just now called Triangle Strategy because that's what they kept referring to it in the game, so or in the showcase. So sounds like Project Triangle Strategy no longer; it is just Triangle Strategy um dying light 2 is getting a cloud version for nintendo switch as well as uh dying light is uh the platinum edition is coming out uh let's see here uh october 19th um do you want me to keep going or do you want to break in and talk a little bit about this stuff because obviously there was a lot of announcements there
1: yeah i I think that's fine um you hit all the major ones okay but uh, but like i said it's it's not a lot here for me uh i'm really looking forward to metroid
0: um i already forgot what it's called jesus christ metroid dread
1: metroid dread
0: um oh yeah i think i talked about that but they showed off uh uh, some more information about that which is coming out october 8th i believe if i remember correctly
1: yeah i mean kirby looks like you know the odyssey this was like an odyssey kirby so maybe that's good but historically kirby games have been like super easy so they never really you know hold my attention for that long um as for why can't they just you know for the 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 smash brothers expansion and the animal crossing well, they will have their own direct later why don't they just put that in you know when they announce the whole direct in general right like they'll be like we got a direct coming or whatever and don't expect you know smash brothers or Animal Crossing, we'll talk about that later. Why is it an, the announcement <laughs> an announcement in a Direct, you know?
0: Uh, I agree with you on that part. Anyway. I think it's obviously they just need or feel like they have to show that just in case somebody, you know, didn't see the actual announcement and just saw, hey, True Nintendo reason. Direct is having something today. I guess. Alright,
1: um, Bayonetta 3, not my type of game, but it looks cool. Uh... This Mario movie, like, (laughs) why is it so star-studded? It got Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, um... Who else? Jack Black. Where's the list then? So here.
0: here we have uh, in the in the movie so far, Chris Pratt is going to voice Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy is going to voice Peach. Charlie Day will voice Luigi. Jack Black will voice Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key. Seth Rogen uh, is going to be playing uh, Donkey Kong. Charles Burnett, who actually voices the game, is going to make some cameo appearances. And they also listed off a couple of other names, too, that right. are in the movie like why
1: <laughs> why are these big time actors in a mario movie right i mean i guess that shows maybe they put a you know a good amount of effort into it and maybe it's good
0: who knows no but- i hate this because <laughs> like okay so this is what i vision. all right when i when i saw this and i saw chris pratt As Mario, don't get me wrong. I like Chris Pratt, but trying to envision Chris Pratt use doing the Mario uh, accent or anything, and if he tries to talk in his normal voice, I'm going to hate the movie because I'm going to be just staring at Mario, being like, "Where is your accent?" And then at the same time, they have Charles Martinet in the movie. Why isn't he just voicing Mario? It doesn't
1: make. I don't know what they're doing here, but. I, At least there oh will be god. a fun mess, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just like, literally, just seeing that was like, like when they first showed Chris Pratt as Mario, I instantly texted one of my friends and was just like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe they have Chris Pratt is going to voice Mario," and in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, maybe they couldn't get the 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 other guy to be in the movie, or maybe they just decided they didn't want to have him in the movie to kind of like. You know, I guess like separate from him just a tad bit, and then when it came later, and they're like, "Hey, Charles Martinet's gonna be in the movie with these special cameos." I was like, "What? Why isn't he just Mario then? It doesn't make sense." Anyway, I've yeah, yeah, that it, drove it me makes, nuts.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense, but I will watch it. <laughs> just have a good time with it, you know. I know, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be bad. But um, actually, you know what? I, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, whatever. Yeah, you're right. This is a terrible name. But the N64 stuff is cool. Je- Genesis stuff. I never played. I never had a Genesis, so I don't, I'm i mm-hmm. not familiar with their games too much. But N64 stuff, um, that's cool. And it, it's going to have online. Like
0: Yeah. You can play with your that, friends.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, you know, too bad Nintendo's online stuff
0: is just terrible. Well, maybe, um, maybe it'll be better with that. I guess, like, the online built-in mind. And some of these games, at least looking at them, I don't imagine will have too much problems with online, I guess.
1: But, like, we played Mario Party. How is that not online built in, like, you know?
0: Well, that was got added later. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm saying is, like... The Mario Party got added later, and... and that's
1: a layup, right? That's a layup. Like it's a Mario Party, it makes sense for you to make that an online game.
0: Yo, I agree. From the start, I agree. <laughs> but that's why they they dropped the ball. They added Mario Party online, and then they're like, "Yo, we're actually gonna make another Mario Party that actually is like built with online in mind." it's like, Nintendo, why did not you together, do that from the Nintendo. beginning?
1: <laughs> get it together, Nintendo. Um, but yeah, like I said, not a lot here for me. Um, Bayonetta I
0: know it sounded like you were excited for it so that looks cool.
1: Explain to me who that was at the end of the trailer. I have
0: no clue I personally honestly Hmm. I have no clue. I thought this I was like who the hell is that (laughs) that was literally out of my mind and when he slashed it cause when I, I was I you know I knew it wasn't gonna happen but I was like Nintendo shock the world and say it's coming out in December like shock the world and be like yo it's actually way further along than you all thought it's coming out in a few you know in two months or so and uh when i saw the 2022 i went "Ah, oh, man that sucks i was like but uh, hey at least we know now it's coming out next year and then when it got slashed i was like oh my god are they actually going to be like hot psych it's here's the date and then uh when they zoomed back showed that person and it kind of like turned and then it stopped i was like yo who the hell was that like it my attention was so much on the slash 2022 thinking a new date was about to show up um But, yeah, I have no clue.
1: One more quick thing. Did you bring up Splatoon? I don't know if you brought it up. I brought it up quickly. That is
0: uh, we saw saw some multiplayer, and the story mode is going to be Return of the Mammalians. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I guess if you're a fan of Splatoon. Uh, I like Splatoon, so I'm kind of excited to see, like, what comes of Splatoon 3, Um, but I'm not a head over heels, I guess, for it. Uh, so, let me go with, like, first things that I liked, right? And I'm still refreshing this page. Hopefully, like, they get everything up here. Uh, So, yeah, Bayonetta 3, I I totally dig it. And uh, I will fully admit, I've only played Bayonetta 1. I never beat it. I plan, I really do want to go back and beat Bayonetta 1 and play Bayonetta 2 because I just really liked bayonetta one but it was another one where it's like i didn't own it i borrowed it from a friend or i rented it and i really enjoyed it but i just never bought it so like i want to especially now with it obviously on multi multiple platforms and you can buy it for cheap play bayonetta one and then hopefully i can find like a decent priced version for bayonetta two to get ready for bayonetta three um let's say real quick so ign is speculating but this is actually kind of what i thought too is I said the end of the trailer also showed a mysterious character who looked a bit like Virgil from Devil May Cry. Could a crossover be on the way? Maybe. Uh and I will tell you like that's who I kind of thought it was. I thought it was like uh I thought it was like a Dante like character and I thought like, "Ooh, maybe maybe they're going to like say like this is what Dante looks like in Bayonetta's world." Uh also uh side note, there is a really cool uh like uh, character deathmatch fight between Bayon- uh, bayonetta and dante on youtube go look it up it's actually a pretty pretty cool crossover fight that, uh it's trying to see like who's actually sense. stronger <laughs> right what'd you say go ahead i was
1: just saying that crossover makes sense if, if that is you know mm-hmm. a dmc character that, that just kind of makes sense
0: yeah um so of course really like that um Let's I'm kind of scrolling down as I look here. Uh Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak I thought was cool, but I honestly have barely touched my Monster Hunter Rise. So I'm actually had been debating on selling it. Uh so I don't know what I, I don't know if I'm gonna pick up the the uh expansion. Uh the voice of cards game. I got interested in this when I got the press release announcement on this uh way back. But there wasn't a whole lot of details, and there was a very, very brief trailer. What I saw in this, I actually am interested in this, and I wonder what the price is going to be. If it is like a 30 to $40 uh, entry, I might pick this up because it looks it looks cool, and I just like the concept of like the whole story is played out through cards. Um so I'm curious on that one. I'm keeping my eye on that. Obviously, for you and I, I think getting the Mario Golf free update is really cool. Uh, I honestly haven't touched it much since I beat the crap out of you on it. Um, so you know, maybe that'll just okay. entice us to get hop back in, so you can get your butt <laughs> you know kicked again. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's well, what goes down. Well, first
1: of all, what happened when we played a
0: real mar oh, a real golf game? No, you know honestly, I beat you on that one too. So it's just, no, it's no, you just, didn't. No, you yes, didn't. I did. But
1: second of all, I wish you know. I wish these courses had more Mario stuff in them. You know, it, they just look so plain. Like, even the two new courses, they look so plain. Yeah. Um, I want to love Mario Golf, but I just don't, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I I. I totally get it. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of turning around uh, using Polygon now to see if maybe I can find a couple more of the announcements uh, before I get to things that I didn't like. Uh, The Chocobo Grand Prix, I do just want to say this. Obviously, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um, so I'm intrigued by this because I also love Mario Kart. So like, you know, when you blend Mario Kart with Final Fantasy, I'm like, oh, this seems like this could be a really cool concept. But at least off of that demo, I was like, this just seems overly complicated. Like you have to pick up, uh, magic to, to cast like items or cast magic to, to, you know, stop the other racers, but you got to pick up more magic to cast the stronger, you know, uh, spells and stuff so i was just i'm not it feels like it was overly complicated than it need to be and i'm hoping that uh the game actually is good but um yeah i just wasn't wasn't blown away by that one um i have said it before and i'll say it again like when the the project triangle strategy got first announced triangle strategy is on my must buy list And seeing that it's coming out March 4th is awesome. I thought that game at the earliest was coming 2023. So March 4th, it has me extremely happy. I loved the demo. I thought the demo was great. I do wish that it was a little bit more like Final Fantasy Tactics than it is like Octopath Traveler, but that's totally fine. Um, I just think just my, my love for Final Fantasy Tactics always comes out with things like this and i was really hoping for it uh i just want to say that again it looked awesome and the that they actually took you know the actual feedback from the survey is great in my opinion as well because i was one of those people who put in the survey to adjust the camera <laughs> and so then when they actually said we are adjusting the camera i'm like perfect they actually listened nice. to me yeah, so uh, that was one of my uh, one of my things, and then the other one that I actually, funny enough, put in there, but I didn't re- put it in this so many terms. I guess is the ability to review prior dialogue, so having like a dialogue log that you can look at. I did say like I wish that there was a way to go back to see what was said. So I like that they they actually listened to some of the feedback that was put into the feed uh, into the survey uh let me now head over into probably the biggest gripe. So I already gave my gripe about the uh the <laughs> Super Mario Bros movie announcement and the the characters that are in that. Um but let's talk a little bit about real quick this it, this new tier of the Nintendo online membership. Uh I don't like this and this is, and here's why, I like Nintendo 64, I really actually said, when they said, showed the Sega Genesis, uh, part, I was like, hmm, that's a pleasant surprise, because I like that, I didn't own a Sega Genesis, uh, like you said, you didn't, but my cousins did, so I played a lot of Sega Genesis at my cousin's house, and I enjoyed a ton of games from there. Obviously, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog game is a classic. I think like anyone that touched a Sega played the Sonic games at some point. So getting you know they have list here. Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog two is coming. <clears throat> Streets of Rage two, another one that I played a lot. Um, Golden Axe, another one I played a ton. Uh, and then for ones that I didn't get to play, but I have always been interested in is uh, Musha or M U S H A, Musha and Fantasy Star four. Uh, those are, again, like, you know, uh, Fantasy Star especially as an RPG. But Musha, I've, like, seen a lot about it. So, like, I've always wanted to kind of play that one. And then Shining Force is another uh, kind of, um, I guess, Fire Emblem-like game that I have always been interested in. And then when I saw the games that are coming out in the future for the N64, got me really excited too. Like, Pokemon Snap, Mario Golf. Paper Mario, obviously they already said it, but The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask has come in there, F-Zero X. Like, there was some things in there that I was like, ah, this seems really cool, right? But I don't like that they said that they're, they're adding a new membership tier, as they said, because that to me means we're going to have to pay more to get this, these expansions. And I personally don't like that because... They should be actually giving it to us for the price that we have right now for some time because of the fact that for a lot of people who were early adopters of Nintendo Switch Online didn't get much at all for their their pricing. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm one of those people who do tout that the pricing of Nintendo Switch Online is fair. And I think that what you get out of it is a good good return but the early investment was not a good return and as they've continued adding these games to the nintendo switch uh the nes uh virtual um platform and the snes virtual platform um some of the games are really really crappy but some of them are actually pretty good i just feel like we shouldn't be having to pay more to get these aspects if we're going to be paying more for something we should have i guess other other aspects or other um in uh, other benefits than just being like hey you can play n64 and sega genesis games so i am not a fan of this i know they didn't reveal pricing and they didn't reveal exactly when it's coming out but i did not like when i heard we're adding this new membership tier and current members can can uh convert to the new membership tier at a later time or whatever, I didn't like. I did not like
1: that. I feel like the fact that they didn't show the pricing, it's gonna be a, a significant jump. Same, that's my problem. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be minimum like ten dollars extra a month. Um, so yeah, I'm with you, and it's fairly disappointing because I wanted to beat you at a real Mario Golf game. Um, <laughs> but anyways, not. But I mean, it's Nintendo. They're gonna people. You know, they're kind of like Disney, right? <laughs> they just get a pass for everything they do people i know like we don't care their fans are just gonna buy it like these controllers they look amazing and they're gonna sell a bunch of them yeah like, i know um, for 50 dollars a pop yeah <laughs> and i kind of want one but i you know and i'm not no i'm not
0: hello great. you're like yeah, you know, like these the, Nintendo just gets passes like you know, like Disney. But I'm gonna buy that well, thing. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it.
1: Um But yeah, I mean it's just Nintendo. Nintendo's gonna do what Nintendo does. They they know they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Sure, there'll be a little well, I'm not even saying sure. Maybe they might be a little, you know, pushed back in the beginning, but people will. We'll come around to it so yeah like 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 we said i think it's going to be a pretty significant um price jump
0: from yeah like what it is the fact like you said the fact that they didn't reveal it i was thinking the same thing um and yeah. and it's disappointing because of that you know because of that factor of again for early adopters i i feel like the they didn't get as much a benefit as they should have and then on top of it it's one of those things of like you said if it is a significant jump, well, they also have a family plan. So how much does the family plan now go up with yeah. for people that have, have those? And like, how much does that significantly impact it? Or do they eventually drop the family plan, which is something I could see. And my other worry is more so on the the online factor because just like with PlayStation and just like with Xbox, you have to have Nintendo Switch Online to play online. And as you already mentioned, the online play is not... Uh, amazing uh, at the current moment when do they finally all of a sudden go hey you have to have the nintendo switch online plus expansion pack to play online do you know what i mean like how much when do they finally mold that into okay this is actually nintendo switch online moving forward uh and we're dropping the the other the cheaper tier or whatever that might be i i don't know and i don't i'm not saying they will but i could just you know business progression I could see yeah. that being.
1: Didn't they gonna... say this was? Oh, this is late October. Okay,
0: so I think yeah, we're gonna get a price soon. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, the maybe last maybe they're still trying
1: to figure it out, but yeah, it's gonna be a, a significant jump.
0: The last thing I want to say uh, too, and this is just real quickly because we have spent so much time on this, and so we do got uh, other topics to move forward to. Um, I don't know how to feel about the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic coming to Switch. Like, I love that game, and seeing it on switch made me go oh man like that'd be so great but then i also was like but like that game's so old too <laughs> you know like it's gonna run probably really well the switch because it's an old game yeah. but it's just i just find it so weird that it is the first one and it's not like the you know knights of the old republic one and two bundled together or something so like i i'm I don't know how to feel about it yet. And also, of course, I don't know how to feel about it yet because I don't know what the price is. Like I I'm, I could see them trying to charge 30 bucks for this thing. And that's not worth it. As much as I love that game, it is not worth 30 bucks. Nintendo
1: Nintendo, <laughs> bro.
0: I know. That's why I'm like, I could see Nintendo being like, yo, $30, slap it on it. People will buy it. <laughs> All right. So anyways, let's move on. Is there, oh, I guess I should ask. Is there anything else you want to add before we move on? No, that pretty much wraps it up. All right, so let's go to our next thing real quickly. So this is God of War Ragnarok. Excuse me, what I keep saying Ragnarok, weird. God of War Ragnarok will end the Norse saga and it's only going to be two games long. So this is another IGN article coming from Jared Moore, and it goes as this. Sony Santa Monica studio Corey Barlog, director of 2018's God of War, has opened up on why there will only be two games in the series of Norse Mythology Saga, stating that he wanted to avoid delaying the story's conclusion to a decade after it started. So in an interview that he had with Captain uh, Kuba, I'm guessing, on YouTube, Barlog spoke on the decision and essentially said, I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years the second game i don't know how long it's going to take but i'm just going to throw out that, that it's going to take close to a similar time then if you think a third one in that same time frame we're talking a span of close to 15 years of a single story and i feel like that's just too stretched out i feel like we're asking too much to say the actual completion of that story taking that long it just feels too long given where the team was at and where eric was at that where is at with what he wanted to do. I was like, look, I think we can actually do this in the second story because most of what we were trying to do from the beginning was to sell something from Kratos and Art uh it's Artreus, right? Artreus? Yeah, Artreus. that the core of the story's engine is really the relationship between these two characters. End quote. Um So, again, they kind of talk about different things uh, going into this. They even do a comparison of, like, getting Lord of the Rings movies all in one and being able to kind of go back-to-back to to play them and have one setting. And he said, basically... in here, I love this line, and then I'll have you kind of take it over. He says, hey, man, you could probably start God of War 2018 and then play God of War Ragnarok and feel like you're getting the entirety of the story. I kind of want that to happen before my kid is in college. Uh, Isaac, what was your feelings, as, especially as someone who literally put God of War as one of their top favorite games of all time, that God of War Ragnarok is ending that saga or that what was supposed to be or thought of as a trilogy?
1: right I, th- I mean i think it's cool um not everything needs to be a trilogy right and i mean i'm guilty of it too when i played this game i just assumed it was going to be a trilogy but not everything needs to be a trilogy and you don't want to force a trilogy either because then you know then it's just the quality drops um so i think it's fine although i think i find it ridiculous his quote about you know his kid being in college <laughs> a little ridiculous yeah sure the first game was five years but once you built the engine i mean we saw in the trailer they used a lot of animations they reused a lot of animations um from the first game into the second game it's not gonna take another five years to make the, the sequel but anyways whatever not everything needs to be a trilogy I think it's fine tell the story that you that you want to tell um and hopefully hopefully this happens more right like to me like for example like the last of us part two seems like you know that story is done at least Joel and Ellie's story is kind of done they might do a spin-off of different characters which is what, what seems like they were gonna do so I'm completely fine with it. Tell the story that you want to tell and, you know, don't don't force a third game because then, you know, quality will drop.
0: I will say just as a slight uh, disagreement at you, um, a third entry, I think, would take that long because do you know how many people would be mad? Like, don't get me wrong. They're going to, of course, still carry would still carry things over. But by that point, you abandoned the PS4 and then it's got to be solely, you know, a PlayStation 5 game. I could just imagine the Twitter rage and social media rage if the game carried too much from Ragnarok over to uh to a third entry because they'd be like, "Well, the third entry is supposed to be, you know, just final or er, PS5. Why do we have PS4 stuff in this game still?" Right. You know, I could just
1: imagine. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm just gonna go out and say, I'm not a game developer, <laughs> so I have no idea how to develop games. Yeah, I'm just saying, we've had all like Mass Effect was in one generation, right? That trilogy,
0: uh, yeah, it was Xbox yeah, so 360, I mean, right?
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, so it's, 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 you know, it's possible just to, you know, in a stretch of you know, seven, eight years to put out three games, yeah. Um, but I, I also understand that nowadays. That, As games get more complex, it's probably harder to develop for them. So I understand that part as well. Again, I'm not a game developer. I just I'm with you. I thought
0: the quote was funny. I just didn't
1: (laughs) think that would be the
0: case. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. But uh, and and I I I agree with you. Right. Like, of course, I don't think it would be a problem if they like just obviously worked right into the third one. But as you said, and like a lot of people are, of course, coming to realization too. Like, games are taking for for some games I guess I should say. They are taking longer than um than they used to. So uh that's something to keep in mind. Um as someone who is just playing this, I'm a little happy I guess that uh <laughs> that Ragnarok will end it only because like I literally started playing this just so I could like be prepared, I guess, for when Ragnarok comes out because I was like, "All right, well, this Ragnarok showing looked really, really cool." I was like, "So I guess I gotta finally like play uh play God of War so I could be ready for Ragnarok and see what happens." Um, but I'm right there with you don't stretch a game out longer than it needs to be uh i mentioned it in a previous podcast but like i'm listening to the uh press reset book by jason schreier and kind of talking about like studio closures and things of that nature and a constant theme always seems to be is like this thought of oh we have to make a new entry because that's what's going to sell and we need to make that dollars and I know Sony, of course, does that. I think every studio is going to do that at some point. Like you know, if it sells like hotcakes, okay, we have to put a new entry in. But that doesn't necessarily mean you know, continue the story. It, you can start a new arc or a new story using the same you know, um, a name or genre or uh, um, uh, setting. Why did I say genre setting? That's the word I was trying to look for. So I agree. If if two is if two does it, leave it at two. Um, because we are running heavy, I want to get to our next story. So we're going to go over, this is another IGN article. I, uh, I'm no, I try to go through all the different websites, but IGN just put out a lot of, uh, content this week that I felt is important to include. So this is Halo Infinite devs explain multiplayer challenges to ease worries about progression. This is coming from Matt Perslow. And it goes as follows. Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries has addressed player concern about the game's challenge-based multiplayer progression, stating that it, quote, should take a player 16 to 18 hours of playing, end quote, before they run out of daily challenges. On the latest Inside Infinite post on Halo Waypoint... 343's community manager, John... I'm not even going to attempt it, actually. (laughs) But John outlined how Halo Infinite's progression will work. Rather than progressing through Infinite's battle pass system with traditional XP granted from kills, assists, and wins, XP will actually be provided for completing weekly and daily challenges. Players have previously voiced concern about this system, as I also voiced it too, And it says, as if you can run out of challenges as you push through, but 343 states that it will take many hours for that to happen. Quote, at launch, we anticipate that on average it should take a player 16 to 18 hours of playing and eventually winning before they run out of daily challenges. Um, Isaac, what do you think of this this thing? I know we talked about it a little bit before, but what do you think of this, I guess, clarification to ease worries that uh, you you won't run out of daily challenges for at least 16 to 18 hours?
1: I always find when developers throw out you know playtime numbers like hour in hours out there
0: because I always feel like
1: they underestimate the players. (laughs) Whenever a game comes out, they're always like you know oh this game will take you know fifty hours to be and then the average turns out to be like (laughs) twenty. So this is probably gonna be one of those situations. It might not. It's probably not gonna be sixteen. I'm I'm gonna just I don't know. I'm gonna take a guess. It's probably gonna be ten hours, right? Okay. Uh, But it sounds like there you, you will have a lot of. Uh, qu- uh, or challenges to do daily, and for the battle pass system. Um, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't. I don't know. They, they, there's always going to be those players that it's never enough, right? Like it's they're always looking for something else to do in a game, and they're they're going to have that problem here. Uh, but I, for overall, they, I think their you know their games as a service system or their battle pass system is really good in in, in terms of the fact that it's never going to go away. So there's no FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see how it turns out when in practice, right? It's hard to say right now. 16 out what they're saying sounds okay, that's fine, but like I said, they always underestimate the players.
0: Yeah, I'm still um I guess wondering what's actually going to be all included in the battle pass. Uh, to warrant i guess the progression but i still am just not a fan like i i in my opinion it's like i don't care that it's going to take me 16 to 18 hours according to what they're saying for me to get daily challenges my whole thing is i want to progress and i want to feel like i'm progressing and and even if it's minor experience points i just feel like we should have gotten some for playing like in the matches versus having to just do the quests like you know if i put up 24 kills and let's say i already you know took out the get this many kills in a single game session then it's like all right well i just got 24 kills for nothing i don't know like what the what the daily challenges are going to be and again i don't know if the battle pass system is going to even hook me to the point that i want to keep progressing but i just don't like that the get the matches themselves give you no experience i feel like it should give you some it could be very little but at least just some for playing the the matches themselves and not just completing these challenges so um you know thanks for the clarification but at least for me it 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 doesn't change my mind (laughs)
1: real quick if, if, if yeah if if it doesn't work out then i'm sure they can change it easily
0: so yeah i'm sure they can too i just was curious um that big a deal. i i gotta ask real quick and i i'm i actually say this in a sarcastic manner but uh uh isaac how much do you love fortnite not at all <laughs> zero <laughs> so how sad are you or do you have a do you have an iphone or do you have an android i have an iphone all right, so how sad are you that you won't get to play Fortnite for a while? <laughs> All right, anyways, I'm getting into the article now cuz this is Apple won't let Fortnite back on iOS until the Epic versus Apple verdict is final. This is coming from The Verge by Russell Brandom, and it goes as follows. Essentially, Fortnite will not be returning to the iOS Apple Store anytime soon, according to a series of emails published on Twitter on Wednesday. And my wife is coming home, so you might hear my dog going nuts. Uh, But long story short, as many know, Apple got sued by Epic for basically they said that it was things that were going on in the uh, App Store, but mostly it centered around uh, epic trying to use a workaround to make money for themselves and apple did not like that and basically they said they are not putting them on there till a verdict is reached which as sweeney put it could take several years or as he put could take five years to actually happen so isaac what do you think about apple basically saying hey we're not putting you on here until this whole thing's done i mean they need to make an example
1: out of epic right epic they took a gamble they they risked the money that they were making on apple in order to try and make a lot more money um they got a little greedy i guess and apple kind of just shut it down and like, uh, yeah i don't know it's just it's just i mean you know, consequences of your own actions i guess but um yeah it just kind of sucks for epic they took a gamble and it didn't work out for them
0: and it's one of those things where you know, uh, it. Not only did they they actually won that part of the lawsuit, I guess, where like now they yeah. can put their own system on there, but they have to pay Apple back. There's so many different things that they lost. They're of course looking to uh, possibly appeal. Apple's looking to appeal themselves. But you know, it. It's uh, Sweeney. Um, what is his name? Tim Sweeney, if I remember correctly. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah he he posted on Twitter as if it's like trying to be like, oh, woe is us. You know, Apple lied to us type of thing uh, because Apple was supposed to put them on the store and after the last verdict. And now, of course, it's like, nope, uh, it's not. And, of course, it's one of those things of, like you said, you took that gamble. Apple could do what they need to do or want to do. They need to make an example out of them so no other developer tries Yeah. This is business, man. This is business. Yeah, for sure. So anyway... With that being said, we don't know when Fortnite is going back to Apple. But what we do know is what is coming out to play this week. And it starts with today, Friday, September 24th, we have Death Stranding Director's Cut for PS5, Dragon Ball Kakarot for Switch, Lost Judgment for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, and Xbox One. On Tuesday, we have Away the Survival Series for PS5, PS4, PC, uh, Chernobyl Light for PS4 and Xbox One, Ghost Runner for PS5 and Xbox Series, In Sound Mind PS5, Xbox Series, PC, Gate for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Neo, the world ends with you for PC. New World for PC. Steel Assault for Switch and PC. On Wednesday, September 29th, we have Insurgency: Sandstorm for PS4, Xbox One. On Thursday, September 30th, we have Aeon Drive for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Astria Ascending for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Dark, Dark Siders 3 for Switch. E! Football 2022 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Hot Wheels Unleashed for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Imposter Factory for PC. Rogue Lords for PC. The Last Friend for Switch and PC. And then on Friday, October 1st, we have Phoenix Point for PS4 and Xbox One. And FIFA 22 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Isaac, what you excited for?
1: Well, first, I want to say I want to give New World another chance. <laughs> I just want to see how it is, you know, towards the end game, because the little beta I played, I was like, oh, man, I don't like how MMOs play. But um the other big game, Lemnisk Gate, uh, I talked about it. I don't remember what episode it was. It was a while ago. It's a very unique game, turn-based, tactical, first-person shooter. Um i know you're excited for it too so i'm excited to try out the 2v2 mode uh but other than that yeah ghost runner is cool if you haven't played ps on ps5 and xbox on console ghost runner is pretty cool check that one out yeah luminous game that's the big one
0: and ghost runner currently is on ps now for those that maybe have it or if uh you want to like get you know one month if you want to play ghost runner on there and there are other great games that are on ps now as well but ghost runner over there i'm right there with you lemon escape um i already pre-installed it for my pc ready to play so we can you know try to try to take some of these these noobs out and uh and flex our muscles and show how good we are at video games because remember we're we're pretty damn good at video games um and the other one that i'm really excited for is astria ascending uh that is an rpg Um, coming from like a smaller studio I don't remember exactly who made it but there are um, some people who've been on Final Fantasy and the Tales of series that are working on this and that is on Xbox um, Game Pass so I'm really excited because I can play that and then I'm not I'm not getting it yet but I did mention this last week and I just want to mention again Lost Judgment I really have my eye on I actually – so right now, Judgment, uh, the the uh, first entry, is on P- uh, PS Now, but it's the PS4 version, and I have actually been heavily debating because I started playing it, and then I was like, well, there is the PS5 version that is supposed to, of course, like, you know, up, up uh, upgrades the graphics to 4K, puts it at 60 frames per second, and there's some other, like, little quality of life uh, things, and I'm like – should I just go buy Judgment and play that version versus the PS4 version, or do I play the one that I have free before it leaves the store? So I haven't, de- I, I haven't decided yet, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. I'm right there, but Lost Judgment looks really cool, and I know it got uh, reviewed very well, so hopefully it turns out really well. But the show is coming to an end. Isaac, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off?
1: If anybody wants to challenge me at FIFA, I'll I'll pick
0: it up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought you literally said like when I was talking about, Madden. That that's part of the problem. You don't buy it. It is. It is. I'm part of the problem. Okay, fine. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> All right. At least you've hit the first uh, level, which is acceptance. <laughs> I'm just glad that you finally are accepting it. Uh,
1: that E e-f- what, what's it called? The Konami one. The eFootball. e-football
0: now it's not Pez anymore. Uh, EFootball. Uh, it's free. Okay. It's free.
1: Okay. I might go to that that side.
0: I actually am going to try it and see if yeah. it's any good, <laughs> especially since they went to the free method. And I wonder really? how much microtransactions are going to be in this oh, free version. Man. I can't, I, I honestly don't even really want to imagine what it is, but I'm sure it's it's hefty. But anyways, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the One More Game podcast. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darse. This is Texas' Most Wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.